these days, Trudy looked forward to trading a night in her scruffy, odd-load home for the anonymity of a hotel. There had been a time when she had been practically living out of them and had become increasingly disillusioned, despite the luxury. After a while, one five-star hotel with its artificially lit corridors, its mirrored lifts, its marble-heavy, leather-sofered foyer, became very like another. She would wake in the night not knowing which country she was in, let alone which city or hotel. She had craved home, safety, continuity. But now that hotels had become a novelty once more, she and Finn hadn't been on holiday for almost two years. The prospect of even the humblest travel lodge or B&B was exciting. A night at Crawbourne Hall, a very luxurious and she-she new country boutique hotel that was a great rival of Eastlode Park and beloved of sports stars, socialites and wags, was a great incentive to look and feel fabulous upon arrival. Determined to make the grade, Trudy booked herself in for a rare hair appointment. Having made do with home products to keep the odd grey hair at bay and the blonde lights in her curls, her hair was now more raffier than silk and in desperate need of a cut. On a good day, she might fantasise herself Farrah Fawcett meets Julie Christie, but on a bad, she looked like the bastard child of a fraggle and Don King. Long gone were her days of being on first-name terms with the faces behind the trendiest shampoo brands, of getting fast-tracked to the VIP chair in the most exclusive salon in London, where that household name would pander to her split ends on a weekly basis. But this time she did splash out, forfeiting the cosy, perm-smelling delights of the Blue Rinse Brigade's favourite cut above in local town Market Addington for the minimalist intimidation tactics of ultra-trendy urban routes in Oxford. The young gay stylist with unlikely pink sideburns shaped like scimitars obviously found Trudy far too ordinary on first impressions to place in the window seat and whisked her to a private area behind a fibre-optic screen to start slapping goo on long foil strips that he sliced through her hair like an explorer through a jungle. This hasn't seen any loving care in a while, has it? He carped. None of me has, Trudy admitted, too excited at the well-thumbed salon copy of Grazia to take his criticism personally. Within half an hour, having bonded over bitchy comments about reality TV stars and Amy Winehouse's tattoos, Trudy and Pink Sideburns were giggling away like best friends, and he was raiding the staff biscuit tin to accompany her cappuccino. Trudy's innate curiosity had already elicited his life story, and he was well on his way to confessing his hopes and dreams. She, meanwhile, had not even revealed where she was planning to go on her holidays this year. Once her colour was rinsed out, he moved her proudly into a window seat and set about cutting in an elaborate, scissor-swivelling, hip-jutting dance that was one part Cossack, another part 80s robotic. The end result was close to miraculous. Urban roots didn't disappoint. Her curls, still shoulder-length but wondrously glossy, round and rumpled again, gleamed in rivulets of gold, copper, ash and chocolate, like a stream of caramel and treacle tumbling and bubbling over shiny honeycomb pebbles at sunset. It took years off her. "'You come back soon, do you hear?' Pink Sideburns insisted as he handed her a card with his name on it at the tills and crossed his arms over his chest to watch her leave with his head cocked, now as indulgent, proud and protective of his charge as a mother hen.' "'Lovely woman,' he murmured to one of the juniors in an undertone. 
Fabulous hair. Very thick and forgiving. Like your boyfriends, the girl giggled. He gave her a withering look before turning to watch Trudy's retreating back. I bet she's an actress. I should have asked. Stay says she used to be a pop star. The girl manoeuvred her gum from one cheek to the other. Really? Then quick, sweep the hair from around her chair into a plastic bag. Could be worth a tenner on eBay. What'd you say her name was again? Hugely cheered, Trudy had emerged from the salon, tossing her head like a shampoo model, and danced her way towards Little Clarendon Street to search through the vintage clothes shops. She had always preferred second-hand clothing, even in childhood when she had raided her mother's wardrobe or spent her pocket money at jumble sales. She relished the feel and comfort of something pre-loved, the sheer workmanship of well-made clothes in quality fabrics.